I'd like to welcome everyone to the Florence Weinberg Show. Frank McKay here. So much more importantly, Dr. Florence Byham Weinberg is our host each and every week. Her latest book is Before the Alamo, and she is uh, on her 15th book and more to come. And she's the subject of a documentary and our host each and every week. Dr. Weinberg, how are you? I'm doing fine. Thank you, Frank. How about you? I'm doing terrific. Uh, how How is everything going with the January 6th commission? That is a uh, that is a hot button issue, and it's uh, it's important, and uh, it's something uh, you know. I understand you you've been looking at. Yes, I have been. Uh, yeah, it's a hot topic, and I think it uh, epitomizes this uh, uh, controversy that has arisen over it, thanks to the RNC, <coughs> uh, has brought uh, the issues between the two parties. Are the threat to our democracy altogether uh, and other considerations has brought them uh, to a peak. Uh, and so it's hard to ignore what's going on right now uh, about that uh, January 6th committee. Uh, so I think I will um, meditate on that aloud um, because of one thing that uh, sparked my interest before the RNC made its declaration uh, was an article, um, an editorial by Thomas Friedman that came out in our local paper, the Express News, uh, on Saturday. So um, Tom Friedman, uh, this, this was his headline, Hats Off to Cheney and Young. This is Neil Young, the singer. Yeah. Uh, for standing up, and um, he praises them as truth-tellers in a sea of lies, and I couldn't agree more (laughs) with this. Uh, He goes on to compare uh, the health of of our democracy to the health of our society as well as the health of our planet, and I thought it was pretty uh, clever of him. Uh, First, he takes up democracy, and uh, democracy uh, with regard to the January 6th attack on the Capitol. Uh, He says that people want to move on. Most people uh, want to anesthetize themselves and say, well, yeah, there was there was an attack on the Capitol, and that was very bad. But the attack failed, and so now we should move on. And he says uh, that we cannot forget it, that if if we allow this to go un, unevaluated and unprosecuted, because it was a crime, uh, many, many uh, crimes were committed in all sorts of ways. A massive crime, and, a massive crime. Yeah. Go ahead. And then we have, uh, then we are in danger of losing our democracy through our complacency, because if we don't follow the laws of our country, uh, then we are in, in danger of losing everything. Then he goes on to the climate as uh, as, uh, and he compares it. Uh, he said in the climate. Of course, our democracy is in danger because of lies. Our climate is in danger because of extremes. Uh, the seven last years have been the best on record. 
and we have suffered extreme hurricanes, extreme floods, a tsunami caused by an earthquake, uh, eruptions of volcanoes. We had a deep freeze in Texas, which is uh, once in a century used to be, and may be uh, coming much more often, although this recent cold snap of last week was nowhere near as severe as uh, as the uh, deep freeze the previous uh, uh, February. Um, and uh, sea level rise is something else. Uh, and of course, our uh, pandemic with over 900,000 people dead, we're, we're pushing a million people dead now. And of course, there again, people are sick and tired of coping with or even thinking about the pandemic, and so they want to forget it and uh, uh, and go on, move on. Um, but we can't. <laughs> we still have to cope with the pandemic. So we're actually under threat of losing our planet through greed because most of the pollution and exploitation and all the rest that's polluting our seas and heating the planet uh, is caused by greed, pure greed. And the buffers that have uh, here to, hitherto uh, have saved us, the sea that absorbs excess heat, ice caps, which cool us down, tropical forests that absorb uh, carbon monoxide, are all of them degraded to the point where they don't act as buffers anymore. The sea is overheated, melting the ice caps, and we're burning and cutting down the tropical forest as fast as we can, thanks to greed. So, uh, all of our buffers are overtaxed and vanishing. Therefore, we're in danger of losing our planet. And we would rather move on and not think about that. Wow. And Thomas Friedman moves on and says that the most important buffer to uh, against the corruption of our democracy uh, has also uh, been undercut. And he said the first buffer is a sacred, we used to have a sacred space, a neutral zone outside of politics where we could agree uh, and take refuge. And he cites uh, the uh, Nixon, uh, when Richard Nixon uh, threatened the system. It was key Republican senators who told him he had to go because he had violated that sacred space. And we do not have any Republicans. I think McConnell uh, did a little bit in that direction, but uh, the unanimous agreement of the RNC uh, illustrated a lie and a, a violation of the sacred space. And uh, then the, the next thing, uh, other than the sacred space, is truth and trust itself. Uh, he said, it used to be that enough of us trust, trusted enough of us to do the right thing, the big thing, together. And, of course, the, the shining example of that is World War II, where we all pulled together, of course, this is within my living memory, 
uh, where uh, Republicans and Democrats, uh, right wing and left wing, we all pulled together to defeat to defeat uh, a big lie, which was uh, the big liar was Hitler and his acolytes, Mussolini and, of course, uh, Hirohito in Japan. But this is not happening now because we have a continual, and uh, Friedman recognizes this, continual propaganda, uh, which is um, financed by people like uh, Rupert Murdoch, uh, and which uh, continually churns out the big lie. And Spotify and Facebook have done their bit also, uh, prioritizing um, and hosting the voices that are spewing lies uh, regarding, of course, the big Trump lie, as well as lies about COVID vaccines. Uh, so we have a large portion of our population that is convinced of the lies and therefore uh, they will be voting according to what Fox News uh, and Newsmax and the voice the uh, probably the Russians who uh, who are publishing through uh, Facebook uh, and uh, so Rogan uh, who is doing his uh, his bit um, uh, to uh, prioritize the big lies as well on COVID. Um, and so we are in grave danger if the populace no longer believes the truth. Uh, and if we no longer have uh, truth and trust that everybody agrees on, then everything becomes politics, Friedman points out. And I love this. This is a quotation. Normal objects like masks, vaccines, and school books become neon signs identifying who we are for or against, unquote. And I think that is absolutely the case. So if you are wearing a mask and insist on wearing a mask in the grocery store uh, and in uh, enclosed spaces that are even more restrictive, then, of course, you are uh, you are a liberal, you are a left-winger, uh, you are Antifa, <laughs> uh, and, of course, uh, those who go around inhaling the, uh, the exhalations of others who are not wearing masks, then you are uh, pro-Trump and uh, pro-the right-wing. And if, uh, if you are stand-up, uh, and refuse vaccines, then you are on the right track, and I mean the right wing track. And of course, school books—you uh, have to uh, censure school books. So, uh, uh, *To Kill a Mockingbird*, for instance, is now banned. Uh, yes, <laughs> uh, along with anything that mentions sex or anything else that. Uh, uh, adult human beings should know about, but of course we're uh, going back to uh, the Victorian era uh, as far as our moral standards are concerned. So we aren't allowing abortions anymore, and we aren't uh, we aren't talking about sex because uh, it's it's dirty, and uh, uh, people have to find out about it by themselves, which never worked very well in the past. So we're uh, 
restricting our kids as far as becoming adults is concerned because that is the way, uh, the so-called Christian way, and uh, and naturally that is not what Jesus Christ would recommend. I think he would want us to become adults who know the score yeah, I in order so. to make moral choices, for one thing. Okay, so that's... Uh, uh, then, of course, Friedman ends by lauding uh, uh, Neil Young and uh, and Liz Cheney for having the the backbone and the courage to stand up for the truth at at great cost to themselves. But, uh, and the very fact that it is at great cost to themselves uh, illustrates the, the horrible situation we're in that it costs them to speak the truth. I suppose this has been the case in the past. I think uh, Socrates is one who suffered from this sort of thing. (laughs) But it was not supposed to be that way in our own society here in the United States. So, so far, uh, so far, uh, Thomas Friedman, and later, of course, the RNC has unanimously uh, endorsed the proposition that um, January 6th uh, was, uh, and its aftermath, the January 6th committee, uh, have been uh, persecuting, and I'm quoting here, persecute, have committing persecution of ordinary citizens engaged in legitimate political discourse. And as far as I'm concerned, every word in that statement is a lie. Yeah, uh, every single word in that statement is a complete lie. <laughs> it's, it's, yes. It's unbelievable. Uh, but go ahead, I'm sorry. Yeah. Cut the right. I mean, you're starting with persecution. That's a lie. It is not persecution to try to seek the truth. <laughs> Ordinary citizens, they were not. <laughs> they were attacking uh, our legitimate government and the seat thereof. Traitors. They were traitors to uh, this country. That's right. And uh, and uh, legitimate political discourse, uh, attacking police, uh, trying to kill the police, uh, injuring 170 or so, uh, and uh, killing uh, at least five who died because of their injuries. Um, I mean, that statement is the most outrageous thing I have heard in many, many years. And it's, 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 then we come to McConnell and his reaction, and I am uh, quoting him verbatim right now. He came out, he was asked what he thought of it, of that RNC resolution, and he said about about uh, January 6th, he said, we saw it happen. It was a violent insurrection for the purpose of trying to prevent the peaceful transfer of power after a legitimately certified election from one administration to the next. That's what it was. Unquote. And what do you think of that, Frank? What do you think of what McConnell said? 
Well, I'm McConnell. Forget I. I, I can't. I, I can't think of anything positive to say about uh, McConnell. But if you could say the quote again, uh, just give me give me McConnell's quote. Okay, we saw it happen. It was a violent insurrection for the purpose of trying to prevent the peaceful transfer of power uh, after a legitimately certified election from one administration to the next. Now, Mitch McConnell said that. That's what Mitch McConnell said, word for word. Well, I've never heard uh, you crackled right before you said it, and I missed, I missed it. That that's uh, that doesn't sound like Mitch McConnell to me, but uh, I, I think that's it, terrific. It sounds, it actually sounds like Mitch McConnell on uh, January seventh, right. when he got up and blamed, uh, blamed Trump, for the, an insurrection against uh, the legitimate transfer of power. He did that, yeah. and then in the middle. For months and months now, he has uh, he has sung the the uh, Trump line, and now that the RNC has come out with this statement, uh, he has stated he's gone back to his original statement of a year ago, wow. a little over a year ago now, of oh, course. Wow. Wow, I, I mean, honestly, it's it's un it's unbelievable, and you know, I I think you know that I I showed up on uh, on January sixth uh, as that uh, happened, or I or I got there in the aftermath, and I I got to the hotel, and they was you know they were celebrating, they were very proud of themselves, they had a big picture of Trump uh, on on a cross. Um, in in the hotel lobby that I was in, they had him up there like Jesus, like he was literally yeah. up there like Jesus, and uh, and everyone was proud of themselves. They were they were showing selfies to each other. I didn't, you know, I didn't let people know I was um, a member of the media in any way, but this these were people that thought they were throwing tea in Boston Harbor. These th- these people thought they were doing something great. I mean, they were the you know yeah. they, they were disgraceful traitors. Is what they is what they did. I mean, they they were trying to stop. They they were trying to stop a peaceful transition of power. And McConnell had it right the first time. But uh, uh, you know, uh, this whole year, I mean, McConnell is basically uh, you know taking everything back that he said then. Uh, I guess until now, right? I mean, what what's what's uh, what's behind this? What's your what's your well, well, I am. I'm I'm certain that he is behind it because he is worried that a continual focus on January 6th is detrimental to the Republican Party. And and, and yes, he's thinking of the uh, midterm election and uh, and of course 2024 as well. If the Republicans keep on harping on January 6th, um, the people, the uh, the voters are going to vote against the Republican Party, and so he is trying to turn this around so that the Republican Party can shut up about January sixth and acknowledge that it was a, an insurrection instead of uh, of saving the country as uh, Trump told them it would be. Uh, and uh, the problem is, of course, that uh, McConnell is going against this large portion of uh, Fox News listeners and Newsmax and so on and Russian propaganda listeners uh, uh, and readers on Fo- on uh, Facebook. 
who who believe the big lie and uh, are convinced that they were uh, the attack on the Capitol was a righteous thing to do. They were saving the country. And they actually believed it. Their president had told them so, and so they went out to fight like hell, as he had ordered them to do. So they thought they were the righteous ones, and everybody else was evil and uh, and crooked and had uh, perpetrated a, uh, a hoax on the whole nation and so on and so on. And how do you convince members of the cult to change their minds this is the problem and of course to go back to mcconnell he is now swimming against the current because he knows how bad this is for the party yeah and and so it is it is not in service of truth <laughs> and uh, and justice that he's saying this it's in in, in favor of regaining power and, and truth is secondary it's his own saving his own bacon. I'm sorry. I said saving his own bacon. Uh, it's, uh, it's saving, yes, yes, he's saving his own bacon. Uh, uh, he would become, of course, uh, speaker of the uh, not speaker, but uh, majority leader. Uh, what majority leader of the uh, of the Senate, and uh, once again, uh, not that he isn't in a sense. Uh, anyway, because he is orchestrating the filibuster against anything that uh, Biden tries to do, including things that the Republicans previously had proposed themselves. But if it's in uh, Biden's program, it has to be filibustered. Ma- Joe Manchin and, and Kirsten uh, uh, Kirsten uh, Cinema have basically made McConnell uh, majority leader in uh, not yes, in they name, did, but in in actuality. Yes, absolutely. That's that is what has happened, and that leaves uh, Biden in the position of feebly flailing around. Uh, trying to to find a way of getting his program through, uh, and it, the barrier is, of course, those two Democratic and name only senators, um, and none of us really know what to do unless the filibuster is eliminated, and how to go about that. Uh, I think an all-out attack on it should be uh, should be mounted. That's the only way. Even then, I uh, I worry uh, that that there's nothing they're going to be able to do about it. I'm usually optimistic. I, I'm just not on on that front. But you're right. I mean, it, it, you know, silence isn't going to do it. All right. No. And moving on and not talking about these matters isn't going to do anything either, except allow. Uh, the decay of of truth and justice and democracy to continue uh, uh, getting worse and worse. Uh, we're going to have trouble at the midterms because of all the laws that have been passed in the various states to limit voting, to gerrymander especially, uh, so that the Democrats are in a minority in all districts which means that the Republicans will get, uh, have uh, will elect their representatives in all districts. And if that happens not to work, then they have uh, new laws 
uh, passed so that the state legislature can choose uh, to nullify the votes of the people and install uh, a Republican, uh, probably Trumper, um, in the positions of uh, representatives to the, uh, uh, to the House um, uh, and to the Senate. Um, so uh, we are in deep, deep trouble thanks to the filibuster. We can't protect ourselves. Yeah, uh, amazing. Uh, yeah, absolutely amazing. And and y- you you said it correctly. In name only, the cinema uh, and mansion, um, they yeah. they can call them dinos. Uh, the Democrats in name only. You know that uh, when a Republican um, acts uh, not like a Republican, they call him a rhino. You know, uh, Republican in name only. And you could say the same for for Democrats. <laughs> Democrats in name only. There is there is nothing in, in my mind that fits. Um, that fits the Democratic uh, platform that Joe Manchin and, and Kirsten Gillibrand uh, stand for. I don't even know. I, I don't know how they get away with being called uh, Democrats. And you know, I'm an I'm an independent, so I'm not you know casting uh, uh, you know uh, the my feelings upon people. But how how exactly are Manchin and Kirsten uh, Kirsten Cinema? How exactly are they Democrats? Right. Yeah. Unfortunately, and we're saddled with them, although I think uh, Kirsten might lose at the midterm elections, um, because I think enough uh, Arizona is a divided house, uh, and there are a lot of Democrats there. Uh, and I think uh, the Democrats might be able to uh, to vote her out, unless by then uh, Arizona has I don't know whether Arizona has passed the law that allows the state legislature uh, legis- legislature to nullify the uh, the uh, popular vote or not. But if it has, then of course uh, the popular vote to uh, get rid of cinema uh, will be nullified, and the uh, the Republican candidate will be installed, uh, regardless. So uh, I'm not I'm not optimistic about all those states that are run by Republican governors and legislatures. And uh, yeah, no, definitely not. Um, your your state is getting more more and more interesting. I wonder what McConnell's statement, um, his retraction, and his um, and his retreat back to his original statement on January seventh. I wonder what. Uh, I, I wonder what the reaction to other Republicans, well, what effect it'll have on other Republicans. Do they follow his suit as the leader of the Republican Party, or do people still say, oh, these were patriots, or these are just ordinary people? You know, that's mm-hmm. that's what we have to see. What is the What coattails does, uh, does Mitch McConnell have on this particular issue? He's been saying one thing all along, and... I mean, is is he the Pied Piper? Will they just go along with what he says, uh, uh, or, um, or or will they say, wait, 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 what were you saying all along? And uh, let's go back to that. So I, I wonder who the bellwether is. McCarthy, I imagine, will uh, will follow uh, that lead, right? He's uh, he said you know similar things on on January sixth as it happened, and and the seventh, right? He was McCarthy. Yes, he did, he but. Until he went to Mar-a-Lago, and then, then he got kicked back into line. Yeah, 
Yeah, and of course Trump has already attacked McConnell. Oh, I didn't um, know. Oh, I'm a, yeah, it makes yes. sense. Yes, oh, yes. Uh, so I think uh, McCarthy will stick with Trump. Uh, and uh, But there are a number of other senators uh, who have gone with, uh, who have more or less agreed with uh, McConnell. They haven't gone as far as McConnell. But uh, they do recognize that if you say that uh, those who were attempting to kill uh, the policemen, the Capitol Police, and who were shouting, hang Mike Pence, and uh, murder Nancy Pelosi, uh, that they were not normal citizens, legitimate citizens. Uh, they were criminals, and the proof is that they've already been indicted, uh, over 700 of them have been indicted by our own laws, unless you want to repudiate our entire judicial system, uh, then you have to recognize that these were not normal citizens, that they were committing crimes, uh, that they were committing treason, for one thing, <laughs> minor little thing. Uh, so... Um, as, as I say, there are some senators who are actually standing up a little bit, but they're not quite as forthright as McConnell was. But we shall see. I'm, I'm sure tonight's news will bring more information about that and how many, how many have supported McConnell. And I think if, uh, if enough of them will uh, find, suddenly find that they actually have a spine, uh, and will stand up and say what they really think, uh, then I think there's some some hope for the country. Yeah, no doubt about it. Uh, but this is a, this is, a, you know, they, you talk about crucial moments in our country's history. Yeah. Th this may be one of them. And yes. Oh, yes. I think it is. Yeah. So, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens. I want to see what the, what, what the fallback is. Uh, McCarthy is a, is a bellwether. If he yes. goes along <clears throat> with McConnell, you're going to see um, you're going to see maybe maybe outrage from Trump, which would mean that uh, that the Republican Party could uh, could find splits. Um, and if that happens, then you know, then Trump is basically saying that um, th that he doesn't care about the Republican Party. He's he's on his own agenda, and uh, he he could start. Uh, crackling the uh, the the strength that the republicans have going into this midterm election if that happens they have to handle it very carefully um from a political standpoint and again the complication is trump not being a team player by any means you know he's he's uh, got his own agenda and he cares only about what he cares about and if uh, if mccarthy comes out and and says something um, says something opposite to what Trump is saying and backs up McConnell, um, watch out. Uh, it will be a pay-per-view event between Trump and the rest of the Republican Party. Right. Uh, yeah, well, uh, I think it is to be hoped that, <laughs> that the party will, uh, they are already at loggerhead. Uh, the ones that have come out with McConnell are... Uh, 
uh, standing against the uh, the pure Trumpists, um, like McCarthy up to now. Uh, after, that is after uh, after his visit to uh, Mar-a-Lago um, post uh, January sixth. Um, you know he's been um, uh, he's been a, a staunch advocate for everything Trump wants, and Trump only wants to get back in power. That is it. And to get back in power, he has to uh, demand that people swear fealty to the big lie that the election was stolen from him and that he won by a landslide, um, and which is, of course, wrong. I mean, he, uh, uh, he, this time he did not win the Electoral College, which he did the last time, although he lost the popular vote in 2016. Uh, this time he lost both the popular vote and the Electoral College. Uh, and has tried desperately in the very uh, uh, last few days uh, to uh, produce uh, electors uh, who would uh, uh, who were first devoted to him, and hoping that uh, Mike Pence uh, would uh, uh, reject the Democratic legitimate electors in favor of the phony ones, which. Uh, Pence refused to do. And there's another one who's standing against Trump, by the way, and saying right out, uh, plain as day, Trump lied. Trump lies. Who Pence is saying that Trump lied? Pence. Wow. Well, uh, Trump. Uh, yes. Well, yes. He made a uh, speech um, to, I forget which, it was uh, a re- Republican. Uh, group who approved of what he was saying, by the way. Um, he stood up there and uh, gave a speech in which th- the punchline was, Trump lied. I did not have the power to reverse uh, the uh, the results of the uh, popular vote and the election. This was something I had no power to do by the Constitution. And so I did not do it. My God, yeah, it's oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's on. And by the way, Pence was in the in the crosshairs of those maniacs on the sixth. Yes, they, they were ready to kill him. They were ready to kill. Pence. They would have killed him. They would have hanged him. Yeah. Well, I never thought I would say this, but kudos to Vice President Pence uh, for you know for for standing up on this particular case to to do the right thing. Um, I mean, this is uh, this is our this is a no-brainer. I mean, this is uh, if if you don't stand up against this, I mean, uh, you're you're basically applauding um, a revolution or you're uh, applauding um, uh, thuggery. I don't know, you know, how else to put it. But I mean, this isn't. There was nothing patriotic about what those thugs did. They uh, they broke into the Capitol. And and they were they were on their way to killing Pelosi, Pence. Um, Anyone, anyone and, that yeah, and any any senator probably, uh, I'm sure they would have, they would have dragged uh, any senator they could catch, whether it was a Republican or Democrat, uh, except for those few senators. I think there were seven of them who helped them and abetted uh, abetted the insurrection, uh, and who ought to be drummed out of the Senate. They uh, they are traitors, really. Traitors, uh, absolute traitors. 
Terrible. Terrible. Yeah. So, so except for those that they would actually recognize, uh, the mob would probably have, have been indiscriminately dragging these senators out there to be slaughtered, uh, beaten to death or whatever, stabbed to death with the flagpoles, uh, with the stars and stripes attached to the other end. Um, how ironic that is. Uh, but it didn't happen. It, uh, the uh, uh, the staff uh, of the Senate and the House saved the senators and uh, the representatives by hiding them in in time and where the rioters couldn't find them. Some of them, of course, were hiding in their own offices, and that was very dangerous uh, because the rioters got into those offices and trashed them. Uh, but uh, by the time they got into the offices, the uh, the senators and representatives had been uh, spirited away to the basement somewhere, I think, where they were safe. But what a time we're living in, Frank. Yeah, it just it's it's amazing, and uh, it, you know an, another bit of uh, hypocrisy um, is is that you know some of these folks that that came in these thugs that uh, burst into the the capital um they claim to be uh, pro law enforcement they you know they uh, almost yeah. killed, almost killed uh, every cop in their way and they and they they probably would have if uh, if given the uh, g- given the opportunity or felt uh, it necessary they might have killed uh the cops that were there and uh, and they broke every possible rule you could as uh, you know, as Americans, as uh, as peaceful uh, civilians, and uh, and I I really don't believe that the the Republican Party is is represented by this, and if they if the Republican Party, which I am not part of and have never been part of, uh, if the if the Republican Party is represented by this, uh, they're going to come down uh, many many notches. Um, and that's why Mitch McConnell did this. You know, just so you know, Precisely. none of these people uh, work, and especially McConnell, they don't work without poles. That would be like working without a net uh, for a trapeze art or artist. So he's he's looked at the poles and realized that if he mm-hmm. didn't do this, it would be detrimental to the uh, midterm election and, and to, and to twenty. Right. That's why it'll be especially. Yeah. Yeah, especially if the focus remains on it. Uh, I think that's uh, his main motive is to uh, avert people's eyes from uh, January 6th and have them talk instead about uh, the inflation and the impotence of the uh, uh, Democratic Party and uh, Biden right now um, and all the other things that uh, – that, uh, and the – the terrible waste of money. Uh, of course, they're very happy to take credit for the infrastructure bill uh, when its benefits begin to show. Um, but in the meantime, they're uh, uh, wagging a finger about the waste—the waste of money, the terrible increase to the deficit, and so on and so on. Um, and uh, that's the focus that McConnell wants for the uh, for the election, not. God forbid, January 6th, which is a detriment. Uh, so that's indeed his motive, I think, for this very good statement he made. 
<laughs> that we all agree with. <laughs> yeah, no, no doubt. Yeah, I, when was the last time uh, you woke up saying, oh, boy, I'm going to agree with something Mitch McConnell said? And, <laughs> and there was a crack, uh, you know, a crack in our a connection right as you were saying that. And you uh, and you were, you know, basically asking, uh, what do I think about what Mitch McConnell says? And usually <laughs> usually it's something uh, against voting rights or it's against uh, whatever. But uh, in, in this particular time, I, I, I agree with every word <laughs> that Mitch McConnell Mitch McConnell said. It's ironic. Yeah. <laughs> Very. <laughs> yeah. Did you think you'd wake up, uh, you know, this morning and say, yeah, I'm, I'm going to be saying, or, or, or at least the other day when he uh, when he made the statement, uh, would, would you think that you would wake up and say, um, I, I agree with every word Mitch McConnell says. And, uh, <laughs> yes, this one statement. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's see, M- McCarthy... Um, he's not officially behind. Oh, oh, did he agree with Trump already? Um, McCarthy, is, as far as I know, is still standing with Trump. Um, so yeah, uh, he may uh, he may change uh, like a, uh, a windmill when <laughs> wind changes direction. You never know. Uh, twice, right? Originally, he came out and he said the right thing, and then he, then he, uh, he caved, and then he, uh, um, you know, he's come back to earth, and he's come back to his original statement. You know, if you just can cut out this last year, um, uh, McConnell's right on, right? If you can just cut out the other things that he said about the sixth after he made the original statement, uh, you know, it, it, you could, you you have a pretty solid. A performance by uh, by McConnell, but of course you can't ignore what's the, the other things that he said uh, uh, that contradict his original statement. But anyway, it's um, right. yeah, it, it's going to be interesting and uh, great job as always, Doc. Uh, a- anything else you'd like to add before we close? Well, let's just hope uh, that more of the senators come out during today uh, uh, in favor of what McConnell has, has said. Uh, so we'll see how the wind blows and uh, and hope for the best. Great job, as always, Doc. Thank you very much. You're most welcome. <laughs> and to everyone, we thank you all for listening each and every week. Frank McKay signing off. We'll see you all next time on The Florence Weinberg Show. <laughs>